You have been made with purpose. You are created and designed in the image of the most high God. And God loves you with an everlasting love. And he made you to know him. But something happened, church. As human beings, we broke that relationship. And sin came into this world. That debt, that weight that we carry keeps us from knowing the God who made you and having an intimate relationship with him. Can I get some honest people? Do we have some honest people in this audience? Yeah? Is that okay? Now, you don't have to embarrass yourself or anything. I'm not going to ask anything too personal here. But I have a question, okay? Because I want to ask something. Who here in their life has ever had to owe somebody something? Okay? And let me just clarify more because then we might get some more hands. Have you ever had to owe somebody something that you borrow, right? And you were indebted to them? Have you ever had to owe some credit card debt? Oh, I was like, oh, you know, I'm no mortgage debt. There's car loan debt. There's so many different things in life. But is there anybody in here who can come to me and say, you know what, Mandela, I recently got more credit card debt and it's been so awesome. <laughs> it's good news. Hallelujah, my mortgage is increasing the rate. Oh, I'm getting more debt. Nobody in here will look at you and say, man, I owe somebody something. I'm indebted to somebody, and this is great. This feeling is good. It's not, because it's a weight that you got to carry, is it not? It's something that you got to pass over and give up. It's something that is a burden on you. It may be something good that you have, but it's a weight that you carry. And, you know, it reminds me of a time when, I was with our students, so we used to go to this thing called the weekend conference with our students. And some of you have been here, come on, it's awesome. We would go to Seattle, and there's this pastor named Pastor Judas Smith, and he would have this conference for youth and young adults, and it was an awesome, an incredible, amazing experience. We would go for a weekend with a ton of our youth. They would get empowered, impacted by God, and amazing things would happen. And I remember we were just finishing up the weekend, and I had a carload full of students, and, and we told our parents that we will be back at four o'clock at the church. All right? And I know as parents are in here, when you have had hard weekend and you are busy and you're tired, you would hope that your students are back at four o'clock, right? Your children be back at four. And responsible pastor here would make sure that they're back at four, correct? So we were having a great weekend. God was moving. He was touching hearts. Incredible things were happening in the lives of our students. They were crying in the presence of God and God was working their hearts. They were dealing with things. They were coming back charged up to grow in their faith. So at the end of the weekend, there was so much happening. So we had a lot to get done, including getting some Chick-fil-A. Anybody been to Chick-fil-A? We had had some Chick-fil-A. And on the Sunday on the way back, we had to make sure we had to do very, one very last important task, and that was to pass by the outlet malls. I hate to say why we were late, but I told those students, come on, go shop till you drop. This is going to be good. They were excited to go buy some shoes and some clothes at the end of the weekend. And so we're looking at the time, and it's getting late 
and it's getting later. And I'm like, we got to go. Like, we're having a good time. But I'm like, we got to go. Parents are, so I have a car load full of students and we are ripping down the highway. And we finally, you know, we get to the border. And, and I, I wish I could be honest here and say that I was a responsible driver in that moment. But I, I looked, I'm like, parents are waiting on me. And so I even tried to spiritualize. I said, God, would you protect us right now? We're, we got to get there at four o'clock. And we were so excited. We we're like, okay, we got to get back because the parents are texting. And when are you going to arrive here? We're late. And so I'm driving fast and I'm on this side of the border now. And I'm like, I'm almost there, but I'm going fast. And I know I wasn't going the speed limit. I know, Pastor Mandela, God forbid, right? I'm going fast and then, mm-hmm. car full of students. Everyone's like, oh my God. Like, you know, I'm like, man, my like, guys, put your phones away. Do not snap this. Do not put this on Instagram. First, right? Like, please, I want to keep my job, right? Couples, sir, do you realize you're going really fast? And they're, and I'm like, yes. And I, I had to be honest. I said, I just want to get these kids to their parents. <laughs> and he's looking at me, he's looking at the kids, and he's like, all right, I'm going to give you a warning. And I'm like, Whew. I would have got a big ticket too, right? I'm not going to say how fast it was, all right? I don't want no judgments coming on me right now. But it was, so I realized in that moment, okay, I just got away with something there. I was supposed to get a ticket, a very big ticket too. But he chose not to give me that debt. <laughs> he said, I'll give you a warning. And it was a nice feeling to leave that situation where I'm not carrying that burden, knowing I got to pay a big ticket. But let's, let's go into reality now. Does that happen all the time? No, no, no. And I'll be honest as well, I've had some speeding tickets in my life, okay? That I've had to pay. Because in reality, there are things that we are indebted to, that mistakes even that we make that are on us that we got to deal with and we just won't get away with it. There is a weight that each and every one of us in here carries. But more than a speeding ticket, more than just, you know, incident that you're like, maybe I can just get away, I can pay it off, I can deal with that. There is a weight, there is a debt that we all carry that we can't just pay off on our own. And it doesn't matter what your background is here, it doesn't matter what country you're from, whether you're from Europe, whether you're from Asia, whether you are from few generations, Canada, it doesn't matter your generation, your background, your age, your gender, your orientation. It doesn't matter. There is a debt that we all carry. There is a burden. There is a weight in our lives that the Bible calls sin. And we heard it from some of the students talking about it. And it doesn't matter if you came in here and you're like, I'm a good person. Do you know, Mandela, how much I give to charity? Do you know how much good deeds I do? And I'll, I'll, I'll say, good job, and I, I'm glad you're doing that. But there's no amount of good deeds that can deal with that weight, that burden that every human being carries. And I want to start by saying something so important here. Here at Riverside Community Church, we believe that there is a God. We believe that not only that there is a God, there is a God who created each and every one of you in your seats. Take a look around you. Take a look at your neighbor, the person you came with. Yeah, give him a smile. <laughs> don't look at them with like, hmm, frown, right? Maybe it's your sibling. You're like, don't look at me. Take a look. And those of you watching online, if you're not even sitting with something, maybe you need to go and take a look in the mirror. 
God made you with purpose. Every single human being here, from the little children, to those of you retired, to those of you in high school, maybe graduating and all in between, wherever stage in your life, you have been made with purpose. You are created and designed in the image of the most high God. And God loves you with an everlasting love. And he made you to know him. But something happened, church. As human beings, we broke that relationship. And sin came into this world. That debt, that weight that we carry keeps us from knowing the God who made you and having an intimate relationship with him. But I want you to think about even right now as you sit in that seat, as you consider your life, as you consider whatever you came with, those of you online too, whatever you came in with, I want every one of us right now to take a moment and to go into the depths of our hearts and our souls and search within whatever you are carrying Whether it's right now in the moment, some of you are like, there are things that I'm carrying in this moment that I wish that I never had on my life. Because remember, more than just a speeding ticket, parking ticket, mortgage debt, what about the debt of broken promises? What about the weight and the debt of divorce and that pain you're carrying because of a broken relationship? And you feel so disappointed in what you've done. What about the debt of maybe a mistake you made, things you said to someone in the past and you're holding on to that regret? What about the debt of something you've been looking at for so long and you know that I shouldn't go there and I'm stuck and I'm addicted? Oh, what, what about the debt of all kinds of addiction that weighs on your soul? What about the debt of regret? I wish I did this and I didn't. You, you name it. Go ahead. Church, think about it. Name whatever it is you carry. It doesn't matter if it's shame, if it doesn't matter if it's guilt, if it doesn't matter if it's a a mistake you made last night, last week. We all in here are in the same boat. You're not alone. This pastor that's standing before you on this stage has made mistakes. And not this long ago, but this week. And you know why yet I stand in front of you so confident and so bold is because I know that I am forgiven. It's not about the good things that I do. It's not about how hard I work to earn God's love. It's because I am forgiven. Because I know that there is a debt that I could not pay. There is a weight in my life that I cannot fix on my own. I can try to heal myself with self-help. And that may have a good place in a moment, but it doesn't deal with the debt. I may, might go to a counselor. They have their place and it does a good process, but it doesn't deal with that debt called sin. I may go to my best friend and they might encourage me and cry with me. That has its place but it can't deal with the debt. The only person that can deal with the debt, his name is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And he's here to meet with you. And so church, I want you to name it. I don't, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. It doesn't matter how much anger and resentment you're carrying right now. It doesn't matter if you even are here and you're like, I'm good. I have no problems. Maybe if I spent time long enough with you, we might be able to go through the layers and realize that there's something there. And something that I call pride that I've also dealt with so much, I'm good. But it keeps us from seeing the state of our situation. But I'm here to give you good news, church. You 
are loved and you are forgiven. Not just for a moment, but for eternity. So I want you to name it because we're going to nail it to the cross. So if you would grab your Bibles, guess what? I only got one point and that's it. You're all like, really? Hmm. One point because that's all you need tonight. And we're going to go to the Lord. Would you grab your Bibles? Because it's time, church. It's time. Maybe it's for the first time. Maybe for you, you need to be reminded and do it again. It's time to take that debt, that weight of sin, whatever it is, and it's time to nail it to the cross. It's time to take that debt that you've been carrying for far too long. It's not for you to pay. You don't need to pay it. You don't need to try to figure out how to do it. The good news is that there's someone called Jesus who's done it for you. Why don't you grab your Bible and your Bible app. And if you're here for the first time, feel free to join us or just watch. Because what we're doing is we're raising this and declaring what we believe to be true. Everything I share with you is coming from the word of God. We're going to declare this together. Would you do that with you online as well? This is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who he says I am. I do what he says I can do. I have what he says I can have. I choose to open my heart to receive a word from God that changes my life forever. Amen. So be it. Heavenly Father, I just pray for every heart in this place, for everybody watching online, that they would encounter your love, your incredible and amazing love. There is no love like it. I pray that they would leave here so loved, so overwhelmed by your grace and your mercy and forgiveness that they will never be the same. I praise you because you are already doing it in those seats and we thank you for what you've started in this space. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, so be it. So, I want you, if you can, if you have a Bible, uh, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 24 to 25. We're going to read 1 chapter 2, verses 24 to 25. This is our scripture from the word of God. He, he being Jesus, personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. My dear friends and family and those of you who are here this evening and those watching online, I want you to leave with this and really take it in tonight. Jesus' death, because we're talking about death tonight. Jesus' death brings healing to your life. Let that sink in. Jesus' death brings healing to your life. 1 Peter chapter 2, in verse 24, part B, I want you to see this, and this is where we're going to hang on. There's so many things his death has done for us, but I want us to focus on this. It says, by his wounds, you are healed. I want you to say that for yourself right now. I want you to, again, go back to the thing you got to name. That disappointment, regret, that past abuse, whatever has happened to me or I've done to others. Because there, again, there's no one in this place 
who was good enough to reach God. We've all gone astray. We've all made mistakes, no matter how good we think we are. But I want you to name it. Whatever you're carrying, that debt, I want you to know that Jesus wants to heal you and wants to forgive you. And he wants to surround you with his love. The word for healed there is iyamai in the Greek. Iyamai means cure, to make better. And this is where I really love, and this is what we're going to hang on, to make whole. Anybody here want to leave whole tonight? Is there a part of you, because when you carry debt, you don't really feel so whole. It's always hanging on the back of you like this extra weight. There are things that we carry that we're not meant to carry. That's why Jesus said to his followers, take my burden on you. It's light. It's good. Give me your burdens in exchange. I love you and I forgive you. What Jesus did and why he had to do that. Everybody, have you heard the word accountability? Okay, so currently right now, um, I'm trying to reach a goal to lose a certain amount of weight physically. Okay, it's not easy. Now, especially when Mary Brown's just opened up recently. Uh, it's good chicken, by the way. I mean that. Um, I'm trying to lose a certain amount of weight. But you know what I found over in my life What has helped me to reach a certain goal is accountability. You know, we all understand what accountability is. And it goes further to think about, is that, would we all say here, hey, if somebody just decides to murder today, we should just forgive and let them go. We wouldn't say that. If somebody decides to steal something that's yours, you wouldn't just ah, forgive and just let them go. You know, we have laws and we have all these things in place in our government that we hope we would do a good job, but sometimes they don't, which is another reminder of why we need Jesus. But we understand this idea of accountability because guess what? Your friend's going to hurt you and make mistakes. And, and sometimes your teacher will discover that and say, you need to be held accountable for your actions. We understand accountability in our world in many different loving degrees and Different nations will decide how that looks like, but we all understand that justice, something has to be met. We all want to be treated right and fairly and equally, and we get burdened and hurt when we see injustice in this world. I need you to understand something, church, that the God of all creation cares about justice more than you can imagine. It breaks his heart too when he sees racism and divisions and, and wars and churches even fighting amongst each other. It breaks his heart. He cares for justice too. He wants to see things and people be held accountable. He cares about justice so much that is why he sent his son to be nailed to a cross. He didn't just say, it's all good. We'll let it go because then we can't trust him. He's not a good God. Because he's a good God, Someone had to pay the price for the brokenness of this world, but none of us can pay that debt. No one in this room can do it. No one in this world can do it. Other religions will tell you, be a good person and do good things. And other religions will even say, if you do all these certain standards, you can reach God eventually. There's the only one 
way the Bible speaks of where the burden and the pressure is not on you. It's not on your children. It's not on this church. It's not on the world. It's on Jesus. His name is Jesus. And what Jesus did is he took all your debt. He took all your mistakes. He took all your yesterday, today, and forever. And he says, come to me. Would you trust your life with me? Would you give your heart to me? And I will clean. I will heal. I will restore. I will make you whole. You don't have to look to your friend. You don't have to look anywhere else. I will give you freedom. I will make you whole. Name it. He got nailed to a cross. He died because he was a perfect, sinless sacrifice. Somebody had to do it, and it only could be God. So God cared about justice so much that he died instead of you having to do that. But he loves you so much that he says, I don't want you to have that burden to be perfect. Only I am perfect. Take that pressure off. I will do it for you. I forgive you. I love you. Would you trust in me with your life? I want to invite the worship team to come on up. Because I want us to now experience and take a moment to really step into what God has for you and you. And we're gonna have some people in the front. You were wondering, why am I having a piece of paper and a pen when I came in? Why? Well, I'm gonna tell you now because I want you now, even in this moment, to begin to name it. Name it. Has it been for you past mistakes? Name it. Is it for you? I want you to write down on that piece of paper that you have. If you don't have a piece of paper or pen, by the way, there's extras in the back tables at the very back. There's extras in the front right here as well. If you didn't get a piece of paper and pen, you can go and grab it right now because this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna write down the weight, the debt. It might be a secret thing you're doing that nobody else knows and you're living with that shame for far too long. Write it down. No one's here to expose you. No one's here to say, don't, you don't have to sign your name. <laughs> this is between you and God. It might be resentment, anger that you've been holding on and maybe rightfully so because you haven't seen justice, but I'm here to invite you to the God of justice who knows your pain and he's the only one who can do it. It might be regret, shame. It might be depression because you are so broken by what's happened in your life and you can't get out of this funk and you're having a hard time believing God, you're angry with God. If you're honest with yourself, you're like, where is God? It might be suicidal thoughts you've been having for far too long and you don't know if you wanna wake up the next day. Insecurities. And if you are here and you're like, I'm good, I'm in a place of victory, I'm in a place of healing, I feel good and I feel whole, then I want you to take an opportunity to pray for somebody who you know is going through that. Who are you believing for? Maybe you need to write down that neighbor. Maybe you need to write down that sister, my friend, who you know has been living in shame and guilt, who you know has so much anxiety and is not trusting God, is trusting the world's way of doing things, is trusting a different standard and needs to know about the forgiveness of God. So everyone in here has an opportunity, whether it's for yourself or you want to believe for somebody, I'm inviting every single one of you to participate. You might be in here and you have never given your heart to Jesus. You're like, 
I haven't even understood what it means to have a relationship with this Jesus you're telling me about who died for me. What must I do? It says, believe in him, that he died for you and he was raised from the dead. I know I'm skipping to Resurrection Sunday, but that's a part of it. And you're going to see more when you come on Sunday. But he didn't just die. He conquered all that you're going through. What do you need to do if you've never accepted Jesus before? It's to ask him to forgive your debt, your sins. The Bible calls it repentance. It's a turning around. It's saying, I can't do this on my own. I've tried to fix myself. I've tried to do it my own way. Forgive me. I need you, God. I receive Jesus. I accept him.